0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: I feel great. I feel great today. I feel great tonight, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Matt Rury, and you are listening to Careless Whispers on CLNS Radio. Normally, there's somebody else here with me, but I have no idea where he is. He's late. He's late to the party. We have a short show tonight. We started early, and he's late. So I just was messing around at the beginning, having a little fun. And instead, I'm just going to sit here, and talk to myself, because that's what's going to happen. Um, you can give us a call if you want, 323-642-1484, and uh, talk about whatever you feel is worthy of being talked about. We're going to hit on some Celtic stuff. we got some other general NBA topics to discuss, if my co-hosts would ever show up. That's what we'll. That's what we'll be doing. And there he is. Hello, Calvin.
2: Hello. Sorry, I'm late. I'm I'm an idiot, and I deleted a bunch of things that I needed for the show. And now, I'm totally unprepared. It's gonna be one of those nights.
1: <coughs> wonderful. That's, yeah. That's wonderful.
2: But uh, yep, exactly. But it's okay. We can freestyle it. A
1: little bit. We can free file Yeah. Because I know. No, I have a copy. I just. I no, so you don't have a copy. i not letting me sign in here. I'm just, a, I'm, I'm frustrated by technology right now. Um, we, I haven't really started talking about anything. I just told people that you were late and you were lazy and that you're a bum. And that's no, I didn't say any of those things until you got here. I wanted you to hear, hear that yourself.
2: Nice. So what you about, did you talk about?
1: Did you tell them about your day? You no, there. I was just I, I just played a couple of different things at the beginning. I played the the theme song twice, got a little uh poison in there, little Ray Lewis. You know. So you just used the board, used the board to stop instead of Yeah, words. and then I talked I talked very slowly for a, a minute or so, maybe maybe 40 seconds. Hmm.
2: Alright, fair enough. I
1: could I could well, have brought Liz on, but I didn't want to bombard like bombard her right right away right, like right, that. Right, right, right didn't know if she was ready although she was logged in before you were and she got the email after you so well, um, well, we're
2: start off talking about the Celtics too yes yeah, so we
1: are gonna start off know. talking about the Celtics I don't really have anything serious to talk about with the Celtics right now I think they're kind of in a in, in a weird um, bubble right now and everybody thought that they were destined for the two seed and chasing the one seed and They've played up to opponents and won games, and they've played down to opponents and lost games. So they're, they're pretty much just the same type of a team that we've seen in the past few years, just maybe a little more talented. And I think that uh, you were probably the first person that I kind of heard that pointed this out. The coaching staff and the management of this team, they don't, they don't actually believe all the hype about this team. The fans getting crazy about it, the media hyping them up and saying they're so good. I don't. I don't think that Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens actually. I, I'm agreeing with you now from a few weeks ago. They they don't value this team like all the other people watching them values th- this team because Brad Stevens came out and said it the other night. This team is not yes. as good as their record shows. That to me is a telling you? statement from him.
2: Can I can I be arrogant right off top? Can I can I just, yeah, just give do myself it. credit? Can I can I actually give it so? I don't live in Boston, right? We all know that. I don't uh, really follow Boston media that much. You know, I'm not listening to uh, Toucher and Rich or whatever else happening during during the day. You know, I don't know what's happening with the Celtics. But that, that being said, I feel like I've been I've been pretty consistent about figuring out what's going on with this team over the years, like uh, you know, ahead of the time. And I'm I'm ahead of the curve. I'm a trailblazer when it comes to Celtics analysis. That's all I'm saying. This is the moment where I just talk about how awesome I am, just because I feel like a, being a jerk today. We don't have that many topics, but yeah, I think that you're a pioneer. I think just, yeah, I'm a, I am a pioneer, and I I I do think that you know maybe Danny Ainge thinks this team isn't that good. Um, you mentioned that they're fighting for the two seed right now. Yeah, so I I am curious to know uh, whether or not you you think you'll get it. But I, I guess since, since we're on this element of, like, you know, Brad Stevens doesn't think he's that good, let's, let's talk about that quote real quick. Do you think that that's, a, like, a good good motivational thing to say to your team? Or do you think, like, if Brad Stevens is a coach who doesn't think they're as good as their record, that he should probably just shut up about it?
1: No, I mean, I think that he is, is spot on, and that's a telling quote. It, it's just... It means that they he, they've won games more games than they think that their talent should have won, and that's that's, that's Look, it could be looked at two different ways. It's it, it's a good thing because they're overachieving, but it's a bad thing because it, it kind of means that the coaching staff believes that there's a, a ceiling for this team and it's not very high, and that they're probably not going to exceed it. That's that's another way that it could be construed. So. Um, I, I do I look, I look at it more as a bad thing, though, Calvin, because I think that if, if the coaching staff is saying that the talent level is not what it appears to be, then, I mean, they see it more often than anybody else. They see it day in, day out.
2: Yeah, I, I guess for me it's one thing if, like, if LeBron is like, we need more ball handling on this team, you know, because he plays on the team and he's sort of like – but when you're the coach – don't you isn't there like a part of you that wants to push back and be like like can the coach really say we need more talent on this team? Is you, you know what I mean? Because it's sort of like his job to get as much as he can out of the talent. And in another way,
1: no, I don't think he's support. saying they need more talent. I don't think he's saying that. I don't think he's asking for more talent. I think that he's just stating a, uh, how what he believes about the the talent that he has.
2: Right, but what he's saying about their talent is that it's not good enough to win. So he is implicitly saying we need more talent, right? He's not LeBron, so he's not saying he's not trying to like do. You manage I think every
1: his coach job, wants but... more talent. I think every coach wants right. more. I think I think Brett Brown wants more talent, and he said it before too. He, things like that. He he came out the other, last week or so and said that uh, it's pretty clear what is going on in Philadelphia based on their roster, and that just to me is a coach. just putting it out there and fully admitting that his team and his management has not given him anything to work with. Yeah.
2: In in his case though, it's different. He's expressing frustration. No, that's certainly a
1: lesser extent than than it is for Brad Stevens, but just because the talent on Brad Stevens' team is better. So if they looked, if they didn't make the playoffs, it would look poorly on him, not on the players, because that's, I mean, they are talented enough to, 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 do well in in a first round series it it would seem right so if they fall flat again people are going to look to stevens and the coaching staff as to why couldn't you get these guys over the hump but if they go on to to win the the first round and then maybe a second round and get to an eastern conference final or something like that i I don't know I i tend to think that people give the praise to the players and not the coaching staff so
2: but not only that but in brett brown's case you know, they just got they just finished trading Nerlands Noel for nothing that's going to help the team now. After trying repeatedly and failing to trade Jaheel Okafor for nothing that's going to help the team now, and after you know after trading Michael Carter Williams for nothing that was going to help the tra- team then, so if you're Brett Brown, like you, your frustration at a certain point is in terms of like how do you expect me to do anything with these guys is understandable. Whereas like if you're if you're Brad Stevens. I don't know. Not that he's like expressing as much frustration as as you know Brett Brown would in that scenario, or or that he actually did. But like the I, but I just don't get what the point of of coming out and saying like we're not as good as our record because what does that do? Like it makes the players on your team like be like. So you're saying we're not that good? Like what what's the intrinsic value in that? Other than other than honesty, which like it should be applauded in in life generally speaking. Like you and I. You and I talking about the team, we should be as honest as possible. But if you're a coach who has, like, agendas specifically related to the team, I guess what I'm wondering is, is, like, what does he hope to gain from this?
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe, he's, he's, just, maybe he's just trying to get them to strive for more. And, and maybe he's not saying that they're not, they're untalented or they're not talented enough. It's just that they need to, to improve. And maybe he is not really knocking any of the players in particular or the the way that they have come together – but he he thinks that they have potential, and he's saying that they they aren't what they appear to be, but they can be that eventually if they keep working. I don't I don't know which way he was going at it, but um, and actually Fair we're enough. we're kind of probably doing the topic a disservice because we didn't really say what question what the question was that his answer came after. Um, but I didn't put oh, that yeah, up, yeah, and really I I'm winging that, so I don't. That's that's my that's uh, my poor planning, I guess, huh?
2: Yeah, I didn't even realize that it it was like a direct response to a question. I just um I just saw the quote what he said. I mean I guess that's that's typically how it works, right? Like there's stories I, I just saw a secondary story out there. Brad Stevens says blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Where well, you're right, you don't necessarily get the context of the question or your tone and knowing Brad Stevens, I'm sure his tone was completely nonchalant because but he never seems particularly excited or like his tone is like remains the same in every situation. So I don't think he was like, Man, we really don't have enough talent on the teams. So Are you? You're probably right in that respect. I'm just wondering. It's, I wasn't even All right, necessarily.
1: So I have I have the full quote, but I still like the Herald still isn't saying what the question was that was posed to him. Okay. So I don't know whether, whether it was in. Uh, But it appears as though he was answering a question to somebody. He says, well, we'll see. We'll see. I've said all along that we're not as good as our record. And until we play with better poise and we play with better purpose all the way through, then we'll have nights like that. And he was talking about the game, which they sort of fell flat on their face against the Los Angeles Clippers and got killed down the stretch in that game.
2: So I see. So, so actually, that quote does give it some context because all he is saying is like, they're. He's saying they're not there yet in being coached to where they need to be. Essentially, is what he's saying, right? He's not even talking about the talent per se. He's saying like, they don't, they don't run the system all the time, or they don't stay disciplined, and they have these lapses, and we're not there yet where we need to be in terms of, uh, yeah, in terms of being fully operational. Less so, right? Like we're not, we're not there yet in terms of. Everybody being as good as they need to be,
1: right? So this is a big headline, you know. So that's what people jump at. It's the Twitter world, right? So there you have it. Right. We, we we led with the headline, and overreacted towards it, and now we're giving you the real truth. Um, that's <laughs> no, that, that's it, though. I mean, but it's true, though, because the Celtics really aren't as good as they appear to be. I don't think, anyway. And I mean, they they are on pace to win a lot of games. And I mean now. Washington has really surged forward. Uh, They are going to be battling for that two seed. Forget about the one seed. I still think Cleveland has that thing locked up, but um, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. But uh, Washington has really taken a surge in the last couple of weeks, and the Celtics found themselves looking up at the Wizards the other night, and it's, it's not going to be easy. They have a game in Boston coming up. Uh, in just under a week, a week from yesterday on Monday night uh, against the Wizards. So that's going to be a, a big one. And to be honest with you, Calvin, I would not expect the Celtics to really win that game except the fact that they are at home. I've said it earlier in the in the year. This Wizards team is a team that I would not want the Celtics to have to face in a road playoff series. I think that they play up at home and they kind of play down on the road and in either arena they are a better rebounding team than the Celtics, and I think they're just usually more aggressive. And it's it's a battle that I don't think the Celtics can win in a, in a playoff series on the road. So I'm glad that that they are really trying to get to that two seed. But if they end up meeting the Wizards in in the in the second round as the two three matchup, and they're the three, I I would bet Washington. Interesting. So you think whether you
2: would bet the Wizards or the Celtics? comes down to, in your mind, comes entirely down to which one of those teams gets it to you?
1: That I really is. do. I think it's home court advantage. And I think that they're pretty evenly matched overall. The Celtics, to me, can get on scoring spurts that the Wizards can't really match. But in general, the Wizards are definitely a better rebounding team. I think as far as team defense is concerned, the Celtics are. They have the advantage in that matchup. And it's it's really it really comes down to energy and things like that and when you're playing when those two teams are playing or that's what it seems to be this year anyway and the Celtics have come up short really short twice in Washington and the Wizards their first game here did not very, go very well for John Wall or the team so it's it seems to me like home court is important and in a playoff series I would tend to give the Wizards the edge because of the the things that. Uh, you need to bring to the table in the playoffs. The Wizards have been there before. They've seen it. The Celtics still haven't really done anything in the postseason. So I give the Wizards the edge. But home court advantage to me in this is important because energy is going to be a huge factor in, this ser- in, in a series if that's the way the way it shakes out.
2: I mean, I, I think it's a tough matchup for them because they can't really put Isaiah on John Wall or Bradley Peel or Otto Porter. So it's like, what do you – would, would you hide him defensively? But um, yeah, I wouldn't well, know. you if you have
1: he, to. You, I think yes. I mean they're going to have to do some some sort of let him play wall most of the time and switch on and off. And uh, if, right. if you have to go small and, and really just sort of shift him around the the perimeter and make him stay on the guy that is out on the three point line or something like that. I don't, I don't know. You definitely have right. to game plan for something like that because, like you said, they have three basically guard forwards that. Will all be on the floor at the same time? And if the Celtics want to have their best scorer on the floor against those guys, you're gonna to have to find a way to play some defense because uh, you can't you can't just throw Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart, Avery Bradley, and Isaiah Thomas uh, on the floor the entire game. Somebody else is gonna to have to come in at some point and, and play some minutes. So it that that type of a matchup kind of scares me, and that's why I think that the Wizards should have the edge, if that's what it comes down to. All
2: right, well, let me let me ask you this question, right? What what about Cleveland? Because we've seen Cleveland, yeah, they're blowing out Detroit tonight, you know, congrats, but I, I, I think they're two and five in their last seven right now, after like, I you know, I said earlier, I felt they were vulnerable when Kevin Love got hurt, and they sort of went on a little losing streak, and then they had like a about ten games, eight or ten games, where they played really well, and it was sort of like the narrative was like, "Oh, well, that was just their little skip, and then they're back." But now they're they're swooning again. But as I said at the time, it's, it wasn't the fact that they that they had that little January swoon to me. It's the fact that their their defense is terrible. They're one of the they're like twentieth in the NBA this year in defense, and like I think this team. He's that good defensively. You bring Kevin, Like I don't think Kevin Love coming back is going to help that. I think LeBron slipped a little bit defensively, or if he hasn't slipped defensively, his, his energy has been expended on so many other things that he hasn't been, been able to concentrate defensively. I think Shepard has definitely slipped defensively.
1: Oh, but they think, just got Larry Sanders, Calvin. How can you be down on that?
2: Uh, great question. I, I guess I'm, I'm a little down on it because uh, Larry Sanders hasn't played basketball in two years, right? <laughs> Yep. We'll, yeah, I, I'm a little bit skeptical that anyone can be out of the uh, the NBA that long, and then immediately come back and be effective. In maybe you're saying, oh uh, well, you know, he'll he'll just take those uh, twenty twenty games to get into the second round of of the NBA playoffs, and he'll be fine. But uh, I yeah, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see you know, let's say those first those first ten games are like training camp for you know, a guy who played NBA a season before. So you take another season off and maybe Larry Sanders needs, you know, he needs that entire time just for training camp. I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy the Larry Sanders thing. Are you, what do you think? you you think he's going to be dominant? I know he's been out there. No, I don't, I
1: don't really buy it either. I don't really buy it either. And Cleveland's schedule is, is, they have some cupcakes coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, but they've also got some tough games they, they see Indiana, who knows what's going to happen with that one and if they're playing well or not. The Spurs, Washington's really going to be gunning for them, uh, and they have to play the Clippers coming up here in just a few days. So Cleveland doesn't have an easy road to the to the one seed, but Washington and Boston are really going to have to make some noise if they, if they think they're going to get past Cleveland in this one. And Larry Sanders, I, I think, is kind of a non-factor, Calvin, but either way, uh, Cleveland looks like the team to beat and that's just that's that's just because of LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. It seems it seems like the two of them are a better combination than the three players that we mentioned on Washington earlier. They seem to be a better combination than Isaiah Thomas and whoever you want to dub the Celtics second best player in the moment could be Avery Bradley a lot of nights, some nights it's Al Horford, other nights it's Jay Crowder. Sometimes Marcus Smart looks like the best, second best player on the Celtics. Like you never know with that with with, with the Celtics. So they really need are going to have to win as a team if that's going to be their their path in this playoffs. And the NBA still, even though they've they've sort of gone towards the team aspect a little bit more, they're still all about the superstar players. And whoever has the better the, the better players at the top usually are the ones that win series. So you have to look at Cleveland. As the team in the East, still until they actually take the step back that you've been alluding to for a few weeks now.
2: Well, well, let me ask you this question because you you applied this logic to the Wizards, but you don't really seem to be applying it to the Cavs. Don't you? Do, do you wonder now? It was you know a couple weeks out. I said we would talk about this, and this is the point where we are. That like maybe Ainge should have done a move because like it, again, Cleveland's lost five out of seven. The Celtics are still within three games. It looks unlikely that they'll catch them. But if they had if they had made the right move at the trade deadline, would we be looking at the Celtics on top of the East right now? Is that is that something that's reasonable and if the Celtics did get the one sheet do you do you believe in the idea of the Cavaliers being vulnerable as a team that has Game Seven on the road? I
1: mean, I think it's reasonable, but what kind of a move are we, are we talking about here? Because if you're talking about a major shakeup, then I, it it also might take a few weeks for them to get it going. Maybe they actually lose some games that they should win. You know, it's it's all speculation. It's a, you can't really tell and figure it out because it didn't happen. So I just I feel like they would be in better position in the in the playoffs probably. And they would probably be in better position uh, going forward for the next year or two, if they had made a major trade for a guy like Butler or something like that. But I don't believe that they would be in a better position than they are right now. I just, I, I wouldn't be sold on that. I don't think somebody like that comes in like that as a major shakeup uh, typically has an immediate impact in that way. I could be wrong about that, but they would have to figure out a way to work them in and, and, you do lose things by whoever was going to be shipped off in that deal too, defensively. You're going to lose a lot. It, it appears. So I don't know. I well, just. I, well, what if I'm what
2: if, what if I'm not talking about Jimmy Butler though? What if I, what if what if I'm talking about you, you know the New Orleans, Noel uh, Nurkic situations where uh, Portland yeah. got a first round pick in the in the trade for Nurkic? That's how much Denver wanted to get rid of him, and he's basically been dominant there. He had a game yeah. with 28 points, 20 rebounds, six blocks. Yeah, Nurkic is looking pretty
1: awesome right now. Yeah, Um, but the problem. Noel's looking awesome too. Right, but there's. I don't know. I guess it's just Lillard Lillard out there that he's playing with as far as scoring. Uh, Noel looks pretty good in Dallas, but I just. I I don't know. It it seems like people were trying to flee Stanley Ainge, and he wasn't going to give it up. Um, So it, it goes kind of back to the debate of whether he actually believes in the team or not. And. To me, if he didn't believe in the team, then why wouldn't he have gone and gotten one of these these players that is starting to play well right now, and he supposedly coveted for the right price? It just it seems it seems fishy to me. So I I can't really figure out how he actually feels.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's an interesting thought. I I think that he probably feels his team can't do it, and he's trying to wait out free agency, so uh we, you know he can not necessarily give up an asset. And end up with Gordon Haywood for next year, which again I think would be fine. But I just I feel like he could have middle grounded those two philosophies, like they've been doing with you know competing and managing to preserve their future. And maybe you don't, maybe you don't go in for Jimmy Butler under the philosophy of like even with him we're not good enough, even in, because because you think that even though I'm not sure I agree with that, but little, even if you think that, I still think you could have made one of these deals for Noel or like a, you know or or Nerkic and not really giving up too much in the process and you would have been fine.
1: All right. But, we're going too far. We're going too far here. Cause I only scheduled it for an hour and we're already yep. 25 minutes. Okay. In. Right. Um,
2: well, I, so that, that includes our, our Cavaliers talk. So just real quick. Are the Warriors yes. in trouble? Yes,
1: they are. Um, no, because I think Kevin Durant is going to come back in three weeks and they're going to be okay. And they're going to have a good shot in the playoffs. That's what I, that's how I feel about it. I think that they're going to be fine.
2: Are we, so, it, so do you do you think it matters what seed they are? I guess. I, I, well, I, guess really I mean, I think I
1: think it matters as far as how many games they're going to have to play, but they would still be the favorite in in most first or second round series, even if they're on the road and Durant comes back. If they drop to like the, the fifth seed, I think that that they're going to struggle to to get to the finals. They're not. They can't. But they're not the That's seed. not going to happen, you know. So. Yeah. We're talking one or two here, maybe three. It's I don't think it's a big deal that they, if they were to drop that far.
2: Yeah, do you, so you don't think it's a problem, Warriors with Kevin Durant uh, winning uh, a, a road series against San Antonio. You so you, you think for that team that's still easily doable,
1: right? I, I, would, no, I would wouldn't say them. easily doable. I think that they'd probably have to pull some something out in a in a game seven, but they certainly have the talent to do so. And San Antonio, if they had the home series, there would right, rightfully probably be the favorite going into it. Um, and I would I would probably lean towards Golden State in that series, though, if, if if everybody's healthy.
2: Yeah, I'm sort of inclined to agree. I I don't think that's a big deal. What What I think is a bigger deal. Yeah, there's seven games up on the Rockets, so there's no chance they lose that with 15 games left or whatever's left, right? Unless. Unless yeah. they just go into a ridiculous tailspin, but that,
1: yeah, that's probably not extremely
2: unlikely to I me. Mean. Yeah, that, I don't think that's ever happened in the history of basketball, so I'm just going to assume that's not going to happen now, but uh, and to, to get to uh, have the Jazz catch them, they would have to lose, like, 11 of the last 15 games, and have the Jazz win, like, you know, 14-15 or something. Uh, so that's definitely, they're definitely not falling to four, but, and they're almost certainly not falling to three either, but anyway, um, I think the only thing they really have to be concerned about is, like, it's because Durant has a knee injury, how long that actually takes, you know what I mean? And and when he does come back, like, how healthy is he? Is he 100% Kevin Durant, or is he, like, gimpy Kevin Durant? Which, you know, I guess we can talk about more as it, as that time approaches, but that that should be their perfect concern of anything.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he is going to work his way back and try and come back as as healthy as he can. I mean, depending on the, how he feels in a few weeks, he's probably going to be reevaluated at the beginning of April. I know all this because he's on like one of my fantasy teams that could be in big trouble if he doesn't c- come back. And he's probably not going to come back for the fantasy playoffs, which start next week. So, my little uh, little plug right there for myself. Anyway, all right. Um, you, want, you what, How much do you have on the Lakers here? What do you say?
2: Uh, I got a little bit on the Lakers. So, not too much. But I don't know how much you know about the story, Rory. But uh, the the Lakers are, are essentially owned by uh, Jerry Buss's kids. Former owner Jerry Buss's kids. He died and in, in sort of left each child uh, an equal piece team. Uh, but NBA okay. rules... NBA rules require that one owner of a team be the controlling owner. So that way, ultimately, franchises are stable and there's one person who, like, is the bottom-line maker on decision. Okay? And in Jerry Buss's will, uh, the team was essentially placed into a trust that, you know, all six kids have a hand in, but the controlling owner of the, of the trust was Jeannie Buss. So obviously she, had, she was the one who had her hand in the Lakers the most while Jerry was alive.
1: Sure. involved in the most. Sure. Yeah, so
2: it makes sense. So anyway, she's the controlling owner. So as you know, she fired uh, her brother as sort of uh, president of the Lakers when Magic Johnson came in, you know, did a takeover. So uh, Jim Buss was not happy about that. So he and another one of his brothers, uh, Johnny Buss, who used to run the, the Sparks, they sort of went behind Jeannie's back and tried to have her removed from... The board of directors. They because there's like a there's a board and and that board sort of in in typical typical situations like votes on the controlling owner like uh, the kids the kids have a couple seats and uh, the um, the minority owner this other guy has a couple seats he owns uh, he owns the Kings and he owns the Staples Center at the property anyway this is, this part is boring business stuff the point is is that they tried to like elect new members of the board. And because the nBA bylaw by says that like the controlling owner has to be on the board, that would like by process somehow remove Jeannie from the board. But the problem is is it also works the other way that the bylaw says that the controlling owner has to have a seat on the board, so they weren't they weren't able to like remove her because she like the the bylaw says that like they're not allowed to do that. so I don't really they they try to pull this like underhanded hostile takeover which is, like, it's concerning, and she, you know, filed the restraining order, so now this is all going to go to court or whatever and be this huge mess. But I, I also don't see the logic in, like, how they thought that they were going to take take over that way, you know, from the woman who's the controlling order of the team.
1: Sounds like they didn't read the law, or they didn't know the bylaw. Because, I mean, if it's, yeah, if it's well, that obvious well, that they have to, that the controlling owner needs to stay on the board, then they can't reelect everyone. They can only re the people that are not her.
2: Yeah, they tried to replace her on the board, and then and somehow that would replace her as controlling owner. But it's already like been decreed in the trust that she's controlling owner. So it's just like it's it's just this fascinating thing to me because you rarely I don't I don't think it's ever happened in sports right where like uh and in, in probably for this reason I'm sure like the NBA and every sport has all these bylaws put into place where like if let you know. Let's say uh, Vivek Kwanadive owns the Kings, right? And, you know, he has some financial issues, so he sells 8% of the Kings. And maybe, maybe Vivek is like a 40% owner, but he's still the majority owner. And then some other guy swoops in and consolidates all the, the other 60% ownership. I don't think that guy can just like take over as, as controlling over owner of the Kings because the, the NBA doesn't allow that. I'm pretty sure. But I could because otherwise you would, you would think we would see a lot more hostile takeover attempts of teams all the time. Sure. Right? But yeah, I I guess I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned as a Laker fan that just it's just bad. It's a bad look for the team. You know what I mean? That brothers like the two brothers are trying to like undermine their sister and, and seize control of the Lakers. I don't understand how that would work politically either. I don't I don't imagine like anyone would be cool with that. But yeah. I don't have that much on that to say on that. What argument. is
1: what is uh what does Magic Johnson have to do with all of this? That's what I wanna know. He must be getting his hands involved here somehow. That shady character. Um huh. Oh you turned on magic. No, i I just I I love magic as a as a as a uh, sound bite. That's about it. I
2: do too.
1: <laughs> I wish I had more magic sound bites. Um all right.
2: All right, let's go right to Liz.
1: You know what sound, yeah, I was going to say, you know what soundbites I, I do have are the ones that we use when we talk to Liz.
0: When I do to see me, cause I don't think where everything's made to be broken. Hi Liz. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Are you, a,
1: are you in a fishbowl?
0: Am I in a fishbowl? Do I sound like I'm in one?
1: Kind of. Calvin, what do you think?
2: Um, sort of sounds like how I sound sometimes.
0: Well, you always sound like crap, so.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) No, you sound fine. We can hear you fine. Okay. Good.
0: I mean, Calvin, you got to use, like, your headset,
2: but I... All right, let The critique's coming from from the the guest here. (laughs) Move move right on. Keep, Um, Keep it going. So
0: I know you're running out of time. I really don't have any news things to talk about today, but
2: don't be it is concerned with Pi time. Day? We have plenty of time.
0: Okay, it it is Pi Day, so I was thinking we uh, could all it's Tuesday. Hard... What?
2: It's not Friday. It's Tuesday. <laughs> so
0: it's a good I think Pi Day. All... Pi Day, like a, like a pea. I like yeah. He knows that it's Pi Day, and also stop it. Pi Day with a P. <laughs> Um, so I you. just figured that we could all rank our top four pies, sort of like a power ranking or Mount Rushmore. Top
1: four pies. <laughs> top four pies. Our four. Four. Why four? Such a random number. Because all it's
0: right, me. Fine. Because this is my segment, and I get to pick the number. Okay.
2: Also, it's very favorite four. number.
1: It is my number. It is very right. number. It is my number. It, my number before was Isaiah Thomas's number. I'll tell you that much.
2: All right, top four. So let's
1: do it. I also think that Isaiah
0: Thomas is a little bit of a crybaby, but that's not a popular opinion. Um,
1: okay, that's okay. my opinion.
0: I I think that he is a complainer, and I don't like it. Okay. Correct. Top four. Who wants to go first?
2: I like it. Hot takes over here. Uh, <laughs> are we going one at a time? How are we doing this?
0: I think I think oh, my- we should just like one of us does like all four, and then the other. I wish.
1: I wish I could have prepared for this.
0: Well, this is, pie, this is pie like your, your reaction. What's your immediate right. reaction? I'll, you can okay. go last,
2: Marie. I'll, I'll, I'll All try right. it here. Okay. You, you're going to do your four? Okay, go. I'll do my number four. I'll do my four, yeah. Okay, number one, Dutch apple pie.
0: That's your and favorite.
2: Just, yeah. Cinnamon's got, it's got the cinnamon crumb topping. Yeah, that's number one. And uh, mm-hmm. you know what? I'll include I'll, I'll include regular apple pie in there as well as mm-hmm. my sort of pie one. Even though I I could include it separately as a tube, but I feel like you complain about it, so I'll just I'll just sort of mm-hmm. get regular apple pie in there as well. Yeah. Okay. I know it's, it's the most American, but it's the best. <laughs> okay. You guys pick apple pie one, you're both wrong. Right. Make apple pie
1: great again. Let's do it. No,
2: yeah. I hate using that yeah. slogan for anything.
1: All right, go. You don't need to Calvin, make, you other three Calvin <laughs> make Liz's segments great again. Let's do it. <laughs>
2: okay, number two, cream cheese pie. Cream what? cheese pie is number two. That's just cheesecake. That's
1: not even a real thing. Do I have to Google That's this, this right now? Are you going to make That's me Google this?
2: Google it. Google cream cheese pie. It is somewhat like cheesecake, except here's the, here's the thing about cream cheese pie. It's not as solid as cheesecake. but it, it sort of has a similar flavor, but it's like a little bit sweeter. And it's it's got a better consistency and it's got a pie, it's got like a real pie crust instead of the, the BS that comes on the bottom of the cheesecake that's never quite pie crusty okay. enough. Okay. Alright, All it's right. probably
1: better than cheesecake. It's probably better than cheesecake. I've never had it, but I I'll go with that. That's fine.
2: Yeah. My number three? Lemon pie. Yeah, lemon pie. <laughs> lemon good meringue? One. I like that. I like that. Yeah.
1: It's good.
0: Is it lemon meringue or just a lemon pie? Like I'm confused.
2: Um, I'll I'll give you lemon meringue is fine, but here's the thing. I don't want I don't want too much meringue, you know? Easy on the meringue in my lemon meringue pot. Okay. Sort of like okay. a chart. Okay. Yeah,
1: okay. All right.
2: yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. All right. And then I'll I'll end it off with like um I'll end it with like a chocolate cream pie. Or like an Oreo cookie pie. Oreo cookie pie. There it is. Oreo cookie pie. Yep. the name all the pies. Okay. Uh, do is you
1: want me to go Go ahead, Liz. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Good.
0: Okay. Uh, my number one is apple pie, of course. Yep. I'm not a huge yep. fan of Dutch apple pie, but I love apple pie. Number two, chocolate cream pie. Specifically from this place down the street for me. Yep. Number three, banana cream pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. And number four, pecan pie. Oh, what's uh, wrong okay. with you? Yeah, I love yeah. pecan. Or pecan. It's play it out. Play it, pecan flavor.
1: Pecan flavor. Pecan. pecan is brutal.
0: Pecan. No, it's delicious.
1: Huh?
0: No. It's
1: so, it's so not good. All right, I'm going 4 to 4 to 1. That's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go with the good old the good old pumpkin pie number 4. Pumpkin oh, pie. Oh, that was
0: a really close call for me. Pumpkin pie. Got to
1: like got to like a pumpkin pie. Then I'm I'm going to yep. even though I haven't had one in a long time, I'm going to go with like a like a chocolate mousse pie. Chocolate yeah, yeah. mousse pie. That's, yeah, chocolate pie. That's a good one. That's a good one. Then then I'm going lemon meringue. Number two. And number yeah. one, we're in consensus here. Apple pie. Good old American apple pie. Apple, pie. That. apple pie's it's the, the best. best. It's the best. It's the best pie. Yeah, Come on. You gotta you gotta get the good yeah. the good the homemade dough. It's beautiful. It's perfect. You gotta yep. you gotta get it up there. You gotta get your filling. It's beautiful. It's wonderful pie. All right. Happy pie day, Liz.
0: Happy pie day. Bye guys.
1: Bye. that was very efficient what an efficient you know what that was so efficient I'm not even going to play the song to Thank send you. her off thanks you're welcome goodbye bye. Liz bye maybe I should play it anyway no I'm not going to do it um, that was fun and we have more fun in store right now because we don't yeah, take break from this show yeah. that's right we just no, do it no. we just go we power through let's yeah. Blast right through the the list and have some more fun. Now we're good.
2: Now, yeah, of lists, I was worried about running out of time, but we we hurried through a couple of things. Now we can just take our time with list games. You can you can think of you can think about these things because these last two topics right. I don't know how long the day got. them.
1: right. I
2: I could take three minutes on each of them, so you can just take ten minutes on this list game. It's not a big deal. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So, um, and yeah, if, if uh I forget the name of this team, but Manny Ramirez. Uh, has has uh, signed with the Japanese baseball team. I'm trying to stall while I look it up right now. Um, but you know nothing about this, right?
1: I know nothing, nothing about, about this. this I, wish I, I wish did. I knew more about it, but that's going to make the game better, I hope.
2: Yeah, it is going to make the game better because if you knew stuff, it would ruin the game. Well, he signed with his new team in Japan. They're an independent league team called the Kochi Island of Fighting Dogs. What a great team name, right? Hmm. Great team name.
1: Koji Island Fighting Dogs. Okay.
2: Yes, sir. He had some very specific contract stipulations put into his contract, some of which can be argued are ridiculous. So for tonight's list game, that's right, we're bringing back the classic list game, you know, an old TW favorite. I'm I'm going to give you some stipulations, and you're going to tell me if they're fake or if they're real.
1: I like this. All right. Like this. Or real. All right f- fake or real? Fake or real on this game here. Fake or real? Doot, 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 doot. I should have played something. I should have planned to play something. Oh, you know what? It, it's, it's a party. It's a party app. That's right. Party app. Okay. Okay.
2: okay. First one. Manny did not want to be confused with. Uh, another former Major League Baseball player, Alex Ramirez, who was playing in the same league. So as a result of not wanting to be confused uh, by a guy who's was playing in the same league, Manny, uh, his contract stipulates that the name on the back of his jersey simply read Manny.
1: That's got to be real. I think that's so awesome if it is, too. That's got to be real. He, he's, he's taking this to a new level. Please tell me it's real.
2: It's real.
1: Yes, I Manny, love it. T- I love it. The back it. of
2: Manny's jersey will read Manny going forward.
1: That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know why that's good? Because it proves that he feels like he just needs to be a one-name guy. Like Ichiro was a one-name guy over here. He he feels like he should be a one-name guy. Like there was a point. I, I think it, uh, in the early 90s and I guess maybe even into the mid-90s and almost the 2000s, where if you said Michael, people knew who you were talking about, right? You are talking about Jordan. You can't say that now. You can't just say Michael and everybody knows you're talking about Michael right. Jordan. There are so many different Michaels out there now. like you know. But there was a point where he was such a big star that you could say Michael and people knew who you were talking about. And now... That's what Manny, I think, is trying to do over in Japan. He's trying to get people to just look at him as Manny, and I think that's awesome because it shows that he's still just as egotistical as he was when he was playing for the Red Sox. Wonderful stuff.
2: You make a great point because like if you're if you're an American star and you go into another country, you should just be allowed to like go by your first name because I remember you remember when uh nene came over here to, it, to start playing basketball in the United States and sure. uh the Nuggets drafted him and his name was Nene Hilario. Remember that? Right. Yes. That was his name. And then one day he like somehow he was allowed to just be called Nene on the back of his jersey. Like how did how did he get that how do you get that distinction? You know what I mean? Is he just said, Wait, well I wonder
1: I wonder if he was allowed to be Nene before Yao Ming came into the league.
2: Oh Yao had Yao on the back of his jersey. I think too, Yao right?
1: was always Yao, right?
2: This is, what, this is what I'm saying. If you're a foreign-born player, I think, like, because the NBA doesn't want to seem uh, insensitive, like, they just allow people to have, like, first name only on jerseys because they're not sure about name rights or whatever. I feel like if you go into another country, you should just, you know, put whatever name you want on your jersey and just say, like, yeah, that's what we do. That's how, that's how we do it here. Anyway, that was just a sort of a side. But the point is, back to the game. Manny Ramirez, in his contract, uh, insisted that when he does something good, the announcers refer to it as Manny being Manny.
1: Oh, man. Um, I I think that's fake, but, again, that's one of those things that if it's real, I think that's that's hilarious because it seems like he's trying to trademark that or something.
2: Rory, you're two for two, buddy. Good listening. All right, good. I knew you were going to fall for this one, but Liz... Insisted I threw it in, so I threw it in. Number three, Manny uh, insisted on a chauffeured Mercedes and personalized hotel suites for road games.
1: Um, that's got to be real. I mean, I can't imagine this guy went from being a major league baseball player to and and a giant millionaire to like a, a literal independent league guy, he still must be getting paid millions of dollars. He's a he's a walking circus. I just I feel like that's a demand he would make. That's got to be real. He's real. Yes. But it,
2: yeah. Yeah, if you want to think for a chauffeur limo ride, but a chauffeur Mercedes? I mean, come on. Come on, Manny.
1: Manny knows what All he right. likes. knows what he likes.
2: He does. Manny is allowed to use personalized baseball bats bearing his likeness.
1: Huh. Um, if, that was, if that was less general, I think I might, I might bite, but I'm going to say that's fake because I don't think that the league would allow something like that. Maybe they would, but that doesn't seem to me that it's something that the team would, would be able to decide on. So I don't think it goes into a contract. Sake. You
2: are correct. Although I feel like uh, I feel like because this is an independent league, that's why this contract is
1: allowed to be so ridiculous. the first, time yeah, said. maybe. But uh, all right, four for I'm yeah. four for four here. This is I, I like are, the of getting the list game. We yeah. should play this game more often. We should, yeah. If I wasn't so
2: lazy, we'd be. Playing. I I enjoy doing list game too because I like doing these sort of host duties, and I I sort of like the creativity of coming up with the fake ones. You know, but I just I always forget about it. all right oh I'm prepping four minutes before the show starts. Uh anyway. Rui. Right. Manny Ramirez uh has it written in his contract he can practice or not practice whenever he feels like it.
1: Real. A hundred percent real. That's gotta be the that's the realest thing. That's Manny being Manny right there. That is a hundred percent real. I'm going with real the streak is alive. You're five for five. Buddy. I love it. I love it, man. Dude, he's the, he was the laziest player I've ever seen. He didn't want to practice. He, he, he would skip games just because he didn't feel like playing. Like, I just... He definitely wants to play when he wants to play, and if he doesn't want to play, he doesn't want to play. So, I, I totally buy that one. That's, that's great. Manny being Manny.
2: Murray Manny Ramirez has it written into his contract that he can skip or leave any game whenever his favorite soccer team is playing.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know if he's really that into soccer. He might be. That seems a little too detailed for me. I I think that he would have maybe built that into his contract in in a, in a general sense because he's going to try and do that anyway, and he might just try and be like, oh, I'm sick. I'm not going to play today. Uh, I think that's fake, Calvin.
2: Oh, you're killing me, man! I'm six for six. I can't, I can't get wow. past the goalie.
1: Hey, man, I, <laughs> I'm a Manny guy. I, I loved, I loved Manny when he was around. I just know his mindset. You know, I, I, I know what it feels like to be Manny. But see,
2: now Whoa! the pressure's on. Right? Now the pressure's on because there's two left. And your streak is on the line here. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you've ever gotten through a list game undefeated. So this should be your first time ever.
1: <laughs> you might have to save this Can clip.
2: Can't eat you. Yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put a footnote in this, save it, pull it back up. You're gonna have to play poison if you get these next two right? We'll find out. Right. Manny Ramirez has it written into his contract that he gets a lifetime supply of unlimited sushi.
1: <laughs> That's fake. That's fake. That's that one got you already. Oh no, bad. he has that in? Yeah, he's got unlimited sushi. Whoa! For his lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Unlimited sushi.
2: Unlimited sushi.
1: From where? Just from the team? Like, what? Well, he can just get it wherever he wants and charge it back to the team? Like, can he go to Nobu every night? Like, that's like ridiculous. It's got to
2: be. It's got to be some uh, place connected to the team directly, right? Maybe like Team Chefs or something. But apparently, Manny loves sushi. He's, he's obsessed That's, with sushi, and he had that written in, into his contract.
1: Wow, I didn't realize he was—I didn't realize he was obsessed with sushi. So I learned something about Manny Ramirez today. Maybe I don't yeah. know Manny.
2: That's a shame. I really wanted you to get it too. Okay, the final one.
1: Well, thanks it's for believing in me, Calvin.
2: I did. I, yeah, I believe. Well, I, I tried to put the extra pressure on you in, in, in the secret hopes of jinxing you, and hoping you'd miss one, and it worked out well.
1: Manny Ramirez
2: has it written into his contract, Ray, final one. Uh has it written into his contract that the temperature of the locker room must remain at seventy nine degrees at all times?
1: Um, huh. I feel like that's fake. That seems a little hot. But you never know with Manny, I guess. I, I'm go I'm gonna go fake on this one too.
2: Oh you, got, you were so close to glory. So Ugh. you you that one you got right. I'm just sorry I should have just said that, but I'm just I'm just disappointed that you didn't get the <gasps> you didn't get the tissue one. Yeah.
1: That's right. It's seven, seven out of eight. eight. So, yeah, Ugh. still
2: probably your yeah. It it strangely feels like a disappointment even though it's probably your best performance ever in these games.
1: I deserve a lemon meringue pie for this.
2: Yeah. It's like the second best pie. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh, boy. That was fun. Anyway, Calvin, let's uh, let's wrap this show up in the next 10 minutes with a couple of nice uh, quick segments here. We got uh, some information about the NFL. C- can you believe it? The NFL I, has stories in the news right now.
2: I suppose I should have checked your messenger earlier, but did that that dropped drop off? Or?
1: Yeah, I think I, – I'm not sure what happened with that. We did have a caller from Scythe, but I'm always wary of that for some reason, and I feel like if it was somebody – That we knew from CLNS Radio, for example. They would have let me know that they were calling, so I wasn't going to bring on any weird randos, but Well, just as a
2: standing policy, whenever we do have a caller, feel free to take them or not at your
1: discretion. All right. Yeah, I don't know. It it was definitely a Skype caller. You never know with that that stuff. Right.
2: Okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, What are we talking about? I don't take kindly to prankers. I don't mind a pranker. I like to engage prankers. Anyway, so the so Redskins Murray fired uh, their GM recently, Scott McLaughlin. Uh, after some. They sort of stripped him from power uh, when he came to free agency for a couple of days. Like, apparently he wasn't involved in the process. They somehow segregated him before he was fired and you know, was not allowed to talk to free agents or, like, involved in decision-making related to that sort of thing, who to release, who not to and, then they, and they fired him, like, sort of like right after the start of free agency, which I don't know, the, the timeline, it doesn't make any sense to me why they wouldn't do this earlier, if this was their intention. But in any case, um, they fired him shortly after sources indicated that McLaughlin, uh, I hope I'm saying his name right, I don't have the computer in front of me, I might even be saying the wrong name. Anyway, the sources say that he was fired uh, partly because he, is an alcoholic who would consistently show up to the facility drunk, you know, during the week and even during games sometimes. And that he apparently is known for being an alcoholic who has had relapses in the past. Uh, There are sort of divided feelings on this. There are a lot of media in Washington who feel like uh, McGlocken was sort of thrown under the bus like this anonymous source was working on behalf of the Redskins to to bury a guy who, like, Who's they, in, in their minds? like as somebody who needed help, who is an alcoholic, who like th- there, there was no reason for them to ruin his reputation. But on the other hand, the counter argument is, is obviously like if he's showing up to the stadium drunk all the time, like that's a problem and like yeah. he's sort of ruin his own reputation. Well,
1: you so asking? it seems it seems to me like uh, he's actually they're not getting rid of him from the. Um, Oh, I, I speak. I speak too soon. I was just reading further down this art, article, and at first it seemed like that he, they were just going to try and help him through this or whatever, and replace him in the general manager role. But uh, the Redskins are releasing him from the organization effective immediately. So they they aren't even bringing him into a lesser role. This is just it for him. And I, I don't know. It's it seems it seems like maybe some sort of a smear campaign, or I don't know if it, how true it is. How many sources came out and uh, told people about his alcoholism or, or what have you. Um, but it just, it seems like a strange situation. And I don't know, Calvin, this isn't the first time that the Redskins have been in the news for, for shady business in, in, in the course of, uh, Daniel Snyder's ownership down there. And it just, I don't know. It it seems I I'm, I'm quick to, to question someone that gets smeared like that on the way out the door. There are better ways to go about uh, announcing somebody's leaving for, for reasons like that. Uh, you sort of let them do it on their terms, I would think. And, and just say that they've decided to part ways. And then if, if he wants to bring bring that out to the public's attention, then that's the way you go. I don't know. If, if that's a source coming from within the Washington Redskins organization, that to me looks poorly upon them.
2: I wonder want- Yeah, I wonder how much the organization would be getting the benefit of the doubt if we were having this conversation, you know, with the Patriots or – uh, another, or the Giants, or, you know, the Steelers, a sort of more stable organization that's, like, known for professionalism, would be, because yeah. I, I will say that it is, I will say that it's an anonymous source that we don't know, like, the Redskins specifically leaked this information to bury this guy, but people, because it's the Redskins, people are sort of just doing that and sort of being, like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it was somebody who was, who was tired of him showing up all the time being drunk. Like, sources have, if, if you're doing that, if you show up, you know, to the facility drunk, there are going to be a lot of people who see that. And, like, it it doesn't mean that, like, Dan Snyder is the one who outed him necessarily as, like, hey, our GM's being drunk. If he was was operating in that manner, it gets out pretty easily by all sorts of people who, you know, without any extra agenda other than, like, wanting to be the person who gets a story out there, information leaks out all the time. You know what I mean? But, but I think because of Syretz kids, we just all assumed that Like, yeah, look at the team throwing this guy at, But when Maybe that's true, but maybe it's not.
1: Um, so supposedly the acquaintances that were reached for this article that I'm looking at said that McLaughlin told McLaughlin told them that drinking was not an issue, uh, but he couldn't be reached for comments for the article on ESPN here. Um I don't know. It's, it seems like it it was coming from somebody else. If that's the way that he's saying it. And to me, if, if it were any other organization, I'd question it as well, because that's, that's kind of a sensitive issue to, to a lot of people. If you, if anyone's gone through it, I'm sure it's something that they wanted to, to eventually once, once you realize it or something, you might want to announce it on your own. You know, that's like, you can still, the team can still release you from your duties, what have you, but, that's something that that really uh, I don't think you want to bring into the public's eye as the organization. That, that should be something coming from the employee, regardless of where you are in, in that type of situation. As far as um, what organization you're with, I'm not just talking about football teams. I'm talking about anybody's job anywhere. If you get fired for being an alcoholic – and we're running up against the, the end here, Calvin. I didn't even realize it. Uh, it yep. should be up to you to be the one to, to bring that to light and not the organization. They should just say that you have been relieved from your duties, what have you.
2: <clears throat> right.
1: All right. Anyway. Well,
2: we're, we're up against it. Um, I know there's a, a snowstorm right now going in Boston. I hope everyone, uh, you know, everyone's safe, stay safe. And I, apparently, uh, you know, if you have a, an issue with your property, you need to be plowed. Pornhub is willing to do that for free. Want to throw that out there as well?
1: Who? Uh,
2: the, the website Pornhub.com. Have you heard of it?
1: <laughs> yes, I've heard of it.
2: So, so you know, willing to uh, yeah, to to plow the road in front of your house for free. So get contact them if you need to. <laughs> what?
1: What? I I'm I'm glad this is the end of the show. Good jo- good job, Calvin. Well done. Talk to, talk Thank to you. you next time, sir. Thanks, buddy. All right. All right. Later.
2: Good night, everyone. I guess it is go? <laughs>
1: Where is it? There it is.
2: Good night, everyone.
0: I'm I can't man